want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Welcome, everybody. I have the most amazing announcement for you. As you've been hearing about for the last few weeks, in May, I had the opportunity to go out to California and record my first LinkedIn full-length course. And yes, I'm saying my first because there will be more. (laughs) But this course was all about rebuilding and rebounding after a layoff. And as you've been hearing on the last podcast episodes, I really poured myself into this one. When I was asked by LinkedIn to create this course, I knew I wanted to approach it from the perspective of emotional processing and also strategic tools to get you back on track and feeling empowered and in control of your career. But there was something else that I really felt this course needed. I needed you to feel like you were being seen. And there was no better way to do that than to validate your experience. But I wanted to validate it by giving you and presenting you with someone who was going through the exact same experience as you and could really give you the tools and assets you need to rebuild after a layoff. So I pitched this idea to LinkedIn. Can I bring someone on who I met recently who is a badass Latina who is killing it in the game, who has undergone a layoff but is not in any way, shape, or form letting that stop her? Can I bring this amazing person on and interview her as a way to validate the experiences of you, the learner, who will be watching this course and needs all the support you can get in this time? LinkedIn said yes. And so I interviewed for this course the amazing Hadi Mendez. And she blew me away with the support, the knowledge, the tips that she provided to you in this course. It wasn't enough, though. (laughs) I wanted more of her. So here she is for a very special launch day podcast where we are going to be talking about her experiences, and she's going to be giving you even more tips, strategies, and advice of how to process your layoff, and build the confidence to take this perceived setback and make it your biggest opportunity. So I am here to introduce the amazing Hadi Mendez. Hello. Hola. Hi, Hola. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to ask you, because you live in New York, did you happen to experience any of the Puerto Rican Day Parade extravaganzas last weekend? Um, Yes, but only virtually. I actually, it's also my birthday weekend. So I, I, I know. Thank. Go ahead. Happy I'll birthday! Yeah, I, I was gonna like. I was gonna start singing "Happy Birthday to You." <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, my birthday is June 9th, and it always falls on Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend. And I had like dinner Friday, lunch Saturday, lunch Sunday, and we were gonna meet in the city. And then my sister, who's driving in from Long Island, was like can we meet in Brooklyn? So I don't have to deal with that traffic. So we ended up meeting in Brooklyn and then I didn't go, but I, I participated virtually. I've gone to the parade obviously before, and it's such a, it's such a fun, fun, fun experience to be around so many Boricuas and everybody's loud and proud. And you know, that's how we do. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I was actually going to come back for the parade, but May was such a crazy month for me that I just felt like I needed to stay settled. So I also supported virtually as well. And um, I was just watching videos from people who were there and I felt a tinge of like sadness that I wasn't there, but I was also like, I am so there in spirit. Yeah. I was about to say, we'll, we'll plan a date for next year and we'll go together if you want. I would love that. That would be absolutely awesome. You have the date for next year. It's a deal. I love that. And it's so crazy because, you know, we got introduced from someone who I interviewed on this very podcast, Latoya Berkeley. Yeah, she introduced us. And then we had just kind of like a chit chat, you know, a networking chit chat. But our conversation was so powerful because you're such a dynamic individual through Zoom. So I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to introduce ourselves in person. But I kept you in my mind. And it's weird that only a few weeks after I met you, I ended up getting this opportunity to do this course with LinkedIn. And when I thought, what what do I want to do? How do I want this to be different? I automatically thought about you. And I just had to have you involved in some way because your story of tenacity and resilience, layoff during the layoff and post-layoff, it's really phenomenal to hear. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it is kind of, you don't see me here, but I'm like kind of smiling to myself and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's nice. Thank you for saying those things. But you know, it hasn't been easy, Jasmine. It's been rough, but buena cara. I put on a buena cara and I try to really stay positive. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to dive in because One of the things that I really wanted to do with this LinkedIn course was talk about the emotional impact, because I think the emotional impact is one of the most important things for us to be looking at when we are going through a layoff and also post layoff. Of course, we want to be thinking about how to get the next job. We want to be thinking about our money and our finances. And the course goes into all of that. But it also dives really, really deep into the emotional piece. So can you tell me a little bit about your personal experience going through a layoff, really focusing on the emotional impact? What were some of the emotions that came up for you and challenges you faced from that standpoint of the feelings of it? Yeah, I would say it's been a little bit all over the place, if I'm honest. The initial uh, feelings definitely are like shock and panic. (laughs) You're like, how the hell am I paying the rent? 
and and like what like did I really just read that right like it, I'm really part of this like you know that that shock like it's like let me reread that email again because is I did I read it right and you know so I do feel it was a combination of shock panic um how is this going to affect me? You know, how am I paying my bills? What about my medical insurance, my 401k, like all the things like it just like immediately, I don't know if that's how everybody else approached it. But for me, I I got pretty practical pretty quickly because like, I'm like, I'm a party of one. So I got to figure out how I'm paying for all these things and how I'm going to be sustaining myself until I get a, another job. So that that's kind of where I started. And, um, and then I think, once I was able to process, and I think that's a, a key ingredient, key word in all of this is processing. And I, and I don't think it's like a one and done thing. It's like you are always processing. And I think, you know, even personally, I would say I'm probably still got some processing to do. But, but as I was processing, you know, what happened, I was able to see the situation a little bit more clearly. There was more clarity. And I was like, wait a second, I'm getting a break from a toxic work environment. That's a good thing for me. I can focus on my health and my wellness. There's an opportunity to better align with the things that are important to me, my mission and my purpose. And I'm getting the freedom to start my business, which I'm sure you and I are going to talk about in a little bit. But that was something that I had been wanting to do. And I was so nervous and afraid to do. And then all of a sudden, I had the opportunity to do that. So then all of a sudden I went from like shock and panic to like, this is great. And then of course I've had like ups and downs in between, like, you know, maybe I get an interview and I'm excited and then I get a rejection letter and I'm sad and then I get ghosted and I'm confused and, and all the things, muchacha, everything, a little bit, un poquito de todo. Yeah, I think that that's the most important thing for all of the listeners to recognize in your story and in what you're saying is you feel all the feelings, like all the feelings come up. You feel the fear, you feel the sadness. But then it sounds like there was something that shifted. Your perspective started to change and yes. you did start to see this as, okay, so now I get to focus on me, on what I want, on what I want to do, and even on a break from a toxic workplace. Yep. That's amazing. So it's kind of like feel the feelings because so many of them are going to come up, but also have the perspective to see this as a potential opportunity. A thousand percent. Yeah. So one of the things that I kind of think about is layoffs are just, oh my gosh, they must feel like roller coaster rides. And they bring about so many different unexpected changes, uncertainties. Were there any specific aspects of this experience that completely caught you off guard or that you found particularly challenging? Yes. So I mentioned this during the LinkedIn learning conversation that you and I had. So I'm going to mention it here too, because I think it's really important. And I, I would say like the biggest surprise for me was just how my emotions were all over the place. And, you know, I just referenced that I was like here, there, sad, happy, the whole thing. But it's been a little bit weird to hold space for both of these kinds of feelings at the same time, um, you know, because I feel like in the beginning when I was like sad or, or grieving or, you know, frustrated and angry, I thought and, and then I got like and then, like you said, I had a shift and I was like a little bit more positive about it. I thought those old feelings were done, but they weren't done because then they come back again, like on my last official day as an employee, I felt some type of way again. And I was like, but you know, where did this come from? Like, 
I was surprised that I was, I thought I had like got it all out of my system, so to speak, but I was still feeling those feelings. Or the day that I started digging into my savings to pay bills, I was pissed. I was furious because I haven't been saving for a house and I was very excited about, you know, looking ahead into the future. This was something for my retirement, for me. And all of a sudden I'm using that money to pay my bills. And I was not happy about that. So where I thought I was like, quote unquote, making progress, I was getting dragged back into these feelings that are not good feelings. So it made me realize that, you know, uh, that there's a process. This is a process. And it's, you know, you take a couple of steps forward. Sometimes you you get brought back to like the situation again, and you kind of have to give yourself a little grace and space to deal with whatever is coming up. Um, I think all the feelings are good. You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with feeling the feelings, but, but my goal is always to like feel it and then get back on track, redirect my energy to my job search. Cause that's where I need my energy to be. I can't be like wallowing in my sorrows. So I really, I allow myself that space and say, okay, today's a sad day. You get, get off of social media. If you don't feel like being on social media, don't talk to people. If you don't want to talk to people, whatever, go for a walk, go into the park and read a book. And tomorrow is a new day. And then you, you know, you start again. I love that because it's what I hear you saying is I gave myself the opportunity to feel the feelings by almost kind of allowing myself even sometimes a whole day to feel those feelings, knowing that if I did that, I would be able to next day start fresh instead of just trying to push through. I think during a layoff, and I talk about this in the course There's this sense of urgency, which makes a lot of sense. You said I had some savings, but that savings was designated to my home, to buying a house, to my goals. And I felt this frustration and anger about having to tap into those things. And so I think that that can really breed this sense of urgency to find another means of income, to find another job, to jump right into it. But that sense of urgency, as I discuss in the course, can really lead to desperation where you may not necessarily be thinking the best about what is it that I need and want. And especially for you, having been in a toxic workplace, desperation can completely cloud your vision and make you repeat those patterns and cycles if you don't take the time to process, to think, to contemplate, to reflect. So- It sounds like feeling the feelings was really about allowing yourself the space to just feel, to if you felt sad for a day, feel sad for a day. What other other things do you think helped you in terms of processing emotions? Because when we use that term of processing emotions, it can be tricky for someone to really understand what that truly means. And it looks different for everyone. But what are some of the things you felt you did to help yourself get through the negative emotions and to something that was a little bit more positive or give you a different perspective about the situation you were going through? I would say for me, um, Jasmine, anybody who knows me knows that I'm very like, try to keep it a hundred percent real, very genuine and authentic. So the layoff is no different. I had to keep it real, which means that, you know, I'm sad. I'm glad I am a positive person, you know, thank God. Gracias a Dios. Like I try to be a very, you know, keep things in perspective. And I feel like that, that also kind of has helped me. It's just like having that perspective and knowing like, this is going to pass. This is, you know, so, but, but it's, it feels, it's hard right now. So to keep it real, I'm going to feel the feels it's going to come. 
it's going to go, but I got to like allow myself to grieve and feel sad and disappointed or angry or whatever it is. And then, and then just let it go. And then, you know, maybe tomorrow I'm going to lean into some positive energy and hopefulness because I had a good conversation or a good interview. And, and those feelings are valid too, you know? So like, it's not that I'm being fake and I'm when the day that I'm happy, that's, I did feel happy that day because I, I feel like I'm close, closer maybe to an opportunity or to my next big thing. And so this notion of keeping it real was very important, has been very important to me because it's, it's, that's who Hadi is. Um, I also feel like self-care has been such an important part of my journey. And I think I shared this with you. I can't even remember anymore. I have a lot of conversations, but I started off my um, layoff journey going to a wellness retreat in Puerto Rico. And it was so lovely and life-giving. And I felt very cared for. Like someone was like cooking. I was the only guest at this wellness retreat, which, listen, it sounds like, and I was, you know, like I wanted to meet people. And at the same time, it was like such a blessing because they basically prepared all the meals just for me, like the what I wanted, what I preferred, all my preferences. And it was just so life-giving. But but anyway, like I digress. My point is that for me, nurturing my body and my mind and my soul, that has been really life-giving. Staying connected with other people, that has been life-giving. That has been a lot of what has helped me to get through this. Asking for help or support, not being like having shame or judgment associated with that. That's very important too, because, you know, I think a lot of people feel if they ask for help or support, it's a sign of weakness. And it's like, no, like, obviously that's not what it is at all. But during this time in particular, like I'm going to need help getting a job. It's going to take a village to get me employed again in that nine to five. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to ask people to refer me or tell me more about a company or whatever it is that I need in terms of help or support. But it is a challenging moment. Like a layoff is a, is a hard thing to go through. And it's, and some days it will feel hard. Like that's a a important thing to accept that like, it's like, it's not, you know, it's considered a, a, a challenging moment or people would describe it that way because that's what it is. And, you know, maybe when I look back at it, I'll be like, wow, that was a really hard time in my life, but I'm, you know, I made it through and I got to the other side of it. But, but some days I know that it's going to feel hard. And I just try to be honest and accept that on the days when that happens. Yeah. I, first off, I don't believe in coincidences. So I love that you took yourself on a retreat and that you were the only one there. It sounds like that's exactly what you needed in that moment was was for your community to tend to you and yeah. for someone to take care of you in that moment so that you could have the capacity and space to focus on your healing. Because I do feel like a layoff is a traumatic event. It yes. is something that truly shakes you to your core. I mentioned this in the layoff course. It's something that shakes you to your core that you're not expecting, which is trauma. And so it sounds like you really needed that moment. And you dropped so many different shifts of mindset, you know, to just know that there's going to be some challenging moments, to just know that you can make it through, but you're going to have to process those emotions. And you talked about this mindset shift of it's going to take a village and I'm going to need support. And I'm a Latina as well. <laughs> I know that asking for help and support can be a really challenging thing culturally for some people. 
So when you think about asking for support, help, and leaning into your community, how did that change for you post layoff? What were you dealing with in terms of some of those mindset shifts and perspectives in terms of reaching out to your community post layoff? Were there any feelings about telling people about what you happened and what you went through and how did you overcome those and how did you really utilize your community to help you? Good question. Great question. I would say that early on, like when it happened, I think it was like a Tuesday. I want to say it was the day of the week was Tuesday. It might've been a Wednesday. I don't remember anymore, but I didn't share it publicly until Friday. So I took those first, whatever, two or three days to figure out what was going to, what the the next couple of weeks were going to look like. Cause I'm like, I could choose not to say anything, but like, I think people will, some people are going to know anyway. Right. Cause you know, like that's, that's public information to some degree. People are going to like, and my organization would know when they don't see me. So, so I, I knew like, I needed to just think about like, if I said something and I asked for help, then I would be in a much better position than to try to run away from what was happening. And I think that's kind of where I landed. Like, I think I went a little bit, I, I, I went through like different scenarios and I'm like, well, what if I don't say anything? Well, what if I say something, but I say, I'm good. Thanks. Don't, don't worry about me. I'll be good. I'll let you know when I get my next gig or like, what if I ask for help? And what if I say like, this is what I'm looking for. And, and I decided, like I said, to go with the latter. And one of the predictions I made was that I felt like, my next job is going to come from my network as opposed to just like a blind, you know, I'm going to apply for a job and I'm going to get it. I felt like it's time where my next job has to come from my network. And I leaned into that and I was like, all right, LinkedIn, make it happen. Like y'all, y'all are in charge, kept me employed. And that made it more fun because I feel like then it included everybody and gave everybody like a little bit of a job to do. And people want to help. Like, listen, Everybody reached out to me saying like, what can I do? So I was like, okay, you can look over my resume. You can do an endorsement for me. You can write me a recommendation. You can take a look at my cover letter. You can make this introduction for me. So like I gave everybody, I delegated, gave people things to do. Some people send me jobs. Some people just say, how you doing? You know, just checking in. But people have asked how they can help. And I've tried to be gracious and accept that help because that's, I think, something that I need to do right now. And, and I think I'm modeling good behavior. Also, like meaning like it is a hard thing to do. And I want to show people that even if you are a strong Latina, I was in a really good position. I was the head of equality at a major technology company. I'm a board member. I am, you know, I'm a leader in my own right, you know, but that doesn't mean that because you're a leader, you don't need help or because you're at a certain point in your career, people can't help you or you can't rely on others to support you. Like, I just feel like that is not real. That's not, that's not, I, I wouldn't say that that's a reality. And so anyway, for me, it's been fun and it takes the load off of me because I have other people helping me and it's been really, it's made it easier for me to navigate the waters because I know I have people supporting me. I love that. I really do. And I love how you said I'm modeling good behavior because I'm, I want to ask you a few things about what you're doing now because I follow you on LinkedIn. I see all of the great work you're doing to support and really put yourself out there for your opportunities. 
But I also remember you doing, I believe it was either for college students or it was, it looked like a mentorship opportunity that you were just speaking recently. And I thought to myself, like, there she goes, like, she is just out there, like, teach, preaching the word. <laughs> and I love what, I love what you're doing because that, to me, when I think about you, I think about support. And I think about someone who is out there, not just for themselves when it comes to promoting themselves on LinkedIn, but you're sharing the word of what's really important in terms of career development and just being really thoughtful about how you manage and maintain your career. So I love how you talked about being able to face the fear of asking for help and getting support and knowing that that was what you were going to need to do to make your next thing happen. Now, in the interim of searching for your new nine to five, though, you've got some really cool shit going on. And <laughs> I need I need to talk to you about that because in the course, one of the things that I mentioned was there's something that I like to call bridge opportunities, these opportunities that we can take that we take in the interim that help us to really develop different aspects of self but could also lead to some real interesting pivots and changes in your career, as well as bringing in money. And I need to hear about this thing that you're doing now, which I wouldn't even consider a bridge opportunity. I see you doing this for the rest of your career, and I see you one day stepping into this full-time because you're just that freaking amazing at it. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now as you continue the job search. Yeah. So I did decide to start a business and I am now the founder and CEO of Boldly Speaking LLC. It is a speaking and coaching business around DEI, trying to really get um, companies, company leaders, employees of all kinds to really lean into how to make workplaces more inclusive and make everyone feel like they are able to do their best work. And so that has led to speaking engagements, speaking at conferences. I recently spoke at Diversitech. I spoke at the Alpha Regional Tech Conference. I have spoke at NYU. NYU had a New York University, for those of people that are not familiar with. Uh, New York University had their first gender equality, like a summit or like a one day thing. And I, I was part of that panel. I spoke, I think, uh, I don't know if that's what you were thinking of, but I also recently went back to my college, Manhattan College, and spoke at um, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, had like um, alumni thing. And I went to that and, and talked to current college students about my experience post you know, college and how I've been navigating my career in tech as a Latina woman. I am a mentor through the Hack Diversity program. Uh, for those people who don't know Hack Diversity, Google it. It's an amazing program. And I am a mentor there to a young Latina aspiring uh, UI um, designer. And I'm also a board member. And I stay fully engaged in that. I'm a board member for two nonprofits, Room to Grow, Pan Peru. Um, and I'm also on the advisory board for the ERG Leadership Conference. So I have a lot of other commitments. I don't, you know, I just don't define myself by my nine to five. I have a lot of other things going on. And all those other projects, if you will, are still happening. And I'm still pretty engaged in them. And I, I have like some Hispanic Heritage Month content that I'm working with a children's uh, book author that I'm really excited about. So there's just like 
lots of like amazing things happening. I'm going to be, I'm part of uh, the Lean and Latina Speakers and Coaches Circle, and I'm going to be speaking at the Lean and Latinas Conference in the Bay Area in August, which I'm very excited about. So like a lot of doors have opened. A lot of amazing opportunities have come my way. I just wrote an article for a major Hispanic publication that I'm really excited that should be coming out soon. And then, and Jasmine partnering with you on the Lean In uh, Learning opportunity. You know, all of these have been blessings. Um, I never thought my experience uh, in a layoff was going to like bring all these opportunities to me, but like those are the doors that are opening. So I am bravely walking through them while also actively looking for a nine to five job, a day job, if you will, that really is a good fit for my mission and my purpose. I love that. And yes, I I just, I see you everywhere and it's amazing to see you everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) everywhere. I, I love it. And it's, and you know why I love it? Because So many of us, when we experience things like a layoff or a setback in our career, we take it so personally. And I understand that it's difficult to not take it personally. This is your career. This is where you spend the majority of your life. And you really want to be acknowledged for everything that you've done. And so experiencing the layoff can feel like such a tremendous setback. And those setbacks and those negative emotions can really actually put us in our shell and can close us off to opportunities and can close us off to utilizing our community and to putting ourselves out there. So every time I see you, I smile because you are the representation of what it means to process everything that you go through, to see it from a different perspective and to say, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to do me. And I think that's so incredibly powerful and so incredibly important. So I would love to ask you, thinking back, what are some of the major lessons you feel like you learned from this experience that you would like to share? Um, yeah, so many lessons. I feel like going to therapy paid off. <laughs> it always does. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like, you know, just being honest and accepting and giving myself space and grace, like those have been really helpful during this time for me. Being um, humilde, humble and saying, you know, I need help right now. Hopefully I'll be able to pay some people back in the future, but being humble and, and knowing that, um, I, I said it before, but just like this, this perception that this is weakness when you, when you do that, when you ask for help and all that, like, that's just such a, it's the opposite. I feel like, I feel like you have a lot of, you, you are actually demonstrating a lot of courage and confidence when you say, listen, I'm going for this role, but I need some extra support because I want to make sure that I at least get the interview. Like, could you, you know, help me out? Like, I feel like that takes courage and confidence. And so it actually is almost the opposite of what I've always felt like. Another lesson I've learned is, man, I will never like poo-poo someone telling me they got laid off. Like, you know, I think that's a like a natural thing where people are like, yeah, you know, you got laid off, you'll get another job. Like, no big deal. Boy, I've learned like, I will never, I will stop the next time Anytime in the future, people tell me like, hey, I lost my job. Can you help me? What do you recommend? Can I get some time on your calendar? Can we talk? Can we strategize? Like I will, I have a different outlook about this right now because 
having lived it, I know how scary it can be. And I will give people a lot more of my time in the future. And I will try a lot harder to help people in the future based on this experience. That is a valuable lesson I learned. And, um, you know, just to trust myself that I know, like I have capability. I know that I am, I have a lot of talent. I bring a lot to the table and I shouldn't like dim my light or feel like shamed or like I need to not believe that, you know, that, that, that nothing, just cause I got laid off. It doesn't change that. That is a lesson that I learned. I, I have a lot to offer. My, my light is very bright and this is a setback, but this is not the end of, of anything. And, and uh, there are going to be a lot more brighter days ahead. And I'm going to look back at this moment and just be like, oh, that was a period of time. That was an interesting time in my life. I've, I don't regret things that I did. Like I've been, like I said, I've been more social. I've been having fun. I've been getting out. I've been focusing on my health. I've been reading more. I don't know. I'm going to travel in a few weeks to visit a friend that I haven't seen since COVID started. So like, I feel like I really use the time very wisely and uh, I'm glad because I feel like I will definitely look back and be like, Hadi, I hope you use the time wisely. And I feel that I, that I have. So, so those are some lessons, Jasmine. Amazing. I love that. It really sounds like, like you said, I'm using the time wisely. And beyond that, it's like I'm filling my cup. You know, I love that saying of like, I'm going to fill my cup. And if this is the, this is what you get out of that experience, then I think that's such a brilliant way to kind of come out of it. So I'd love to ask you too, because there's probably some listeners here that are wondering, how are you navigating specifically your job search and what are you looking for? So, and you mentioned that you are leaning into support and you are leaning into networking, but what other strategies have you been using in your job search to really be able to find the right next thing for you and in particular to find the right next company for you? So in the course, I do talk a little bit about finding the right company fit. And I'd love your sort of thoughts on how you're focusing on that, being that you were in some toxic workplaces. So tell us a little bit about what your job search strategies are, what you're looking for, and how you're going to make sure that that next step for you is the right next move, especially since you're enjoying yourself so much. I think staying positive, uh, Jasmine, if I could just stay with that for a second, it's been really helpful. And, um, and like I said, just knowing who I am and what I bring to the table has been a, a big part of my strategy. Because you, you mentioned a word early in our conversation. I think you said like desperation. I don't remember. I don't even remember how you brought it up anymore. But I think people can sense that. And I definitely feel like there was a point, you know, because I've been a couple of months into this. There was a point where I was feeling a little desperate. And I have been trying to take one day at a time. That's an important ingredient in this job search. I've been... Um, really thoughtful, like people are like, but what are you looking for? And that, that question was a little bit annoying in the, in the beginning, Jasmine, because I was like, what do you mean what I'm looking for? Like the same thing I was doing, like, what's the, why is that so hard to like understand? And I feel like finally, I don't remember at what point it kind of like, I, I actually like listened to the question. I was like, what am I looking for? And I, and I said, yeah, maybe I do need to tweak what I'm looking for. Maybe it's not just another DEI position. Maybe I can be a little bit more open because I know that if I align myself to say a nonprofit organization whose mission is centered around, you know, racial equity, gender equality, 
poverty alleviation, things that really matter to me, that would even be maybe a better alignment with my purpose. So then like all of a sudden that opened up my universe quite a bit. And it made me like more excited because I'm like, oh, like that's wow. Like that, like I think I I was just thinking like I'm gonna just swap out something else that's exactly the same for what I had. And then people ask me enough, like, what are you looking for or, or what do you want? Or I forget, you know, how people phrase the question, but it eventually got me to seriously consider like, oh, what do I want? Like, do I really just want to swap out what I had for the same exact thing? Or is this really an opportunity to maybe have it look a little bit different? And so I do feel that I've kind of realigned a little bit more with what's important to me. And I know like another thing that was really important is like, I don't want a role that sounds important, but doesn't really have the power or isn't empowered to make the impact. I really want to make an impact. I really want to be part of strategy. I really want to be changing, like being a game changer or being someone who's a change maker. Like that's very important to me. I don't want it to just sound like I am. I really want to be doing it. And I feel like that is also something that has changed about my, my approach to all of this. So, so just like not, and then I feel like when I have the confidence, then I don't have that sense of desperation that I don't want. I definitely don't want to give up, give off that vibe. So, and then having the confidence also lets me be authentic. So then, you know, that, then I'm bringing my best self to all of these conversations. And I really ground myself in affirmations and like the support that I'm getting from my mentors and friends and in the belief that it really only takes one company to really appreciate what I bring. I mean, that to me is like the biggest thing. Like, it's just like, it's just one company that has to say, wow, like we want Hadi on our team. She's going to really bring it. This is exactly what we've been looking for. And I feel like the more conversations I have, I get so happy and so excited because I'm like, I am now closer. I'm closer. I can feel it. Like I can feel that I am closer to finding my perfect match. So if I was to summarize, I would say staying positive, being confident, shaking off those feelings of desperation and really considering what is it that you want? Like, think about that question. I know it sounds like an obvious one, but I didn't really like, I didn't really reflect on it very well in the beginning. And then the longer the job search went, the more I found myself reflecting on it and, and getting a better answer to that question. Oh man, I love everything that you said. Oh, I, I mean, I have to latch on to this, <laughs> to this thing of what do I want? And I love, I was kind of giggling in the background here. I love that you were just kind of like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> I want a job. I want, I want the thing, you know, I want what I was doing before. But that yeah. when you took a moment, you took a step back and you really thought about it. It's like, wait a second these are the things that I love to do. And this is the impact that I want to make in the world. And this is what I'm enjoying doing because of my consultant business. You sort of started to loop all of those desires and wants and strengths and the activities that light you up into that definition of what you want and what you want to do. And I think that that's so important because this actually can be a moment. This really can be a moment where you get to take a step back and you get to reflect, where you get to put pause on for a second. Because when we're in our nine to fives, when we're in the grind, 
how often do we push the pause button and do these reflective thought processes? So this could be the major opportunity for you to do what you truly want to do. And that perspective shift is so massive and so beautiful. Agreed. Amazing. A thousand percent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that. Your story that's why I I just love your story because you're so vulnerable and you're so open about talking about yeah, the setbacks. Like this isn't easy. You've been in the job search for a bit. You've gone through all of the processing, you're feeling all of the emotions. It's not that it's easy, but with the confidence, with the resilience, with the perspective shifts that you've had, there can be so many opportunities on the other side. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for the mentors and coaches and colleagues in my life that have mirrored back the good things in me. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not like, yeah, you, boy, you suck. You haven't gotten an interview. Damn. You haven't gotten a job. Like no one, (laughs) thankfully I'm surrounded with really good friends and colleagues and coaches that are like, listen, people don't know what they're missing out on. Like, you know, do they know who you are? Like, just, just keep shining, hottie. Just keep shining that, that it's coming. Is coming. Do not lose. Do not lose any of your energy, your momentum, your light. Do not just keep going because it's coming, and someone is gonna like you're gonna fit the bill exactly for one. For there's an organization out there who's waiting for someone just like you, and that's what I, my friends and my colleagues and my supporters keep telling me. And I'm very appreciative to those people who tell me that, who have taken the time and made sure they've been telling me that. It's a it's a good reminder that. I need to make sure I'm doing that for other people too. Oh, I love that. I absolutely do. And I want to ask you one last question. And I I hate to take you back to this moment, but I think it's 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 going to be a powerful little exercise for our listeners. If you could go back to that day where you were being told you were being let go for just a second, if you could go back to that day and you could tell yourself something a word of encouragement or words of encouragement or advice, if you could say something to that version of you in that moment, what would you say? You don't even know, Hadi, how amazing the next few months are going to be. Oh, oh, that's bringing tears to my eyes. I love that. Yeah, it's a blessing. It, it, it has been a blessing and I, I accept that now. I am leaning into that. It has been a blessing. Oh, I can sense the emotion in your voice. And uh, I just want to say to you again that you are a light. And all of your mentors, all of your coaches, all of the people in your life are absolutely right. People don't know what they're missing. But there is going to be that amazing organization that is going to see that light and snatch you up so freaking fast. And you are going to kill it in the game not just in a nine to five, but also in your business. And I truly mean it when I say that I see you speaking on gigantor stages, which you've already done, but even bigger. TEDx, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming for Even bigger. TEDx, all of it. Uh, I should connect you with the woman that I did my TEDx with. Yes. Let's let's talk about that right after this podcast episode. Absolutely. Um, Yes, yes, yes. So I see you doing it all. Really, truly, you're a mir- miraculous individual. And thank you so much for the opportunity to share multiple moments with you, to interview you here, but also for the LinkedIn course. And wow, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to introduce you 
to the LinkedIn world through this course and to the podcast listeners through this podcast. Thank you for everything you do, Jasmine. You're such a positive, inspiring person, and you're doing a lot for the comunidad too. So thank you for for your work. It's very important. Thank you. I accept that. And right back at you, girl. So everyone who's listening, oh my God, this is this is a big moment. Um, I had a LinkedIn course on my vision board for the last two years, and finally LinkedIn came a knocking. So hopefully they come a knocking again. But I want y'all to watch this course, take it in. The link to the course is going to be in the show notes, as well as the link to a guidebook that I created to go with the course as a supplement with even more even more tips, even more advice, even more opportunities for you to see this as a moment of empowerment for yourself. So thank you to our amazing guests for this week. And thank you to all of our listeners. Check out the show notes for all of the information on the course. I can't wait for you to see it. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at her next career move. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over.